Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Woods and Waters Project Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, and we have a great one for you this week. This is a conversation with Adam, who is a chronic entrepreneur, storyteller, writer, photographer, has his own business, and has currently been hitting the road. He is on a hunting road trip for the next four months. We catch him in Wyoming, and he will be making his way uh, to meet with different amazing people and hunting all different types of upland birds and we'll be sharing his experiences along the way. We talk about how he grew up, the inspiration behind this road trip, upland birds, and his best friend Tucker who's along for the ride. We talk about life and love finding happiness, and building authentic, real relationships. This episode definitely inspired me to hit the road sooner than I think I'm able, but I think you'll know what I mean when you hear this story. It is super rad, and I'm so glad you guys are here. This is episode number 23, Live By Your Wits. Everybody, a little bit about a little bit about Adam. Yeah, so uh, my name's Adam Peck. Um, I'm originally from Buford, Georgia, um, but I've been living in Denver for the past six years. Um, I really like to start out with whenever I talk to anybody, it's kind of like telling my why. Um, and and my why has been to to create authentic and, and real relationships. Uh, no matter who it is, I, I don't want to just have these surface level relationships. And, and so the, the way I do that is uh, just by allowing myself to be vulnerable and, and being in, in through storytelling, essentially. So I like to kind of put myself out there as a storyteller. Uh, and so that kind of has brought me to, to where I am today professionally is uh, I own a digital marketing agency called Subliminal Media, um, and I help brands identify and tell their stories um, in, in a more authentic and in real way that people can connect with. Um, and so so that's really, you know, who I am and, and what I'm passionate about. And it just all happens to be that a lot of that is in the outdoors. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so I'm so excited to hear more about it because I've checked out your page and and checked out your company as well and your photography. 
is beautiful and it is clearly storytelling like it's it's different and it, it brings it a unique perspective and I, I love the work that you do and I think storytelling is a great way to describe the work that you're doing it, it shows it shows a lot thank you that that means a lot honestly you know it's it's something that I'm I'm really passionate about but you know sometimes when I'm telling a story I would just wonder if it's hitting home uh, with people or if people really even care about it. Uh, so it's, it's great to get that kind of feedback. Uh, and, and I'm always so uh, grateful for, for hearing that feedback as well. So, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And this, uh, you're, you're currently in Wyoming right now and I know we're hopefully gonna connect in October. So tell me about this road trip you're on, you know, where you're started, what you're doing, where you're going. Yeah, so so it, it all kind of this this road trip, this trip really begins back when I was eight years old, um, and, and and I'm currently 27. Is I my dad growing up, he and I hunted together. He's the one that got me into hunting, um, and you know, running bird dogs and and the early morning wake ups. Uh, to, to go to go shoot dove or go shoot quail and, uh, and and do field trials and and that was always amazing and we always did that in Georgia but he would go out on these trips to to the west and go to North Dakota and South Dakota and Montana uh, with his friends and and would just come back and tell these stories and I was just so enamored uh, by these stories and I just would always think like, man, I cannot wait to be able to go out there and, and do that myself and go out there with him. Uh, and, and he would always refer during those conversations, during those stories, he would refer to this book called A Hunter's Road, which is written by Jim Fergus. And it's, if anybody has never read it, most people have never read it. It's not a really well-known book, but it, I think it's one of the most iconic uh, upland at least upland hunting books um, in my mind and and it's this guy he's just a, a a normal guy jim fergus he's an author and he takes his lab out across on a on a road trip um around the u.s like he essentially circumnavigates the entire u.s with his lab and hunting all of the upland species uh, not all of them obviously but as many as he could and and my dad would refer to that in and say like, you know, this is my version of a hundred year old, you know, like I, I love this. And so, you know, I would throughout the years hear that. And, and then I got into, you became passionate about storytelling. And, and I finally, I actually, you know, I had read bits and pieces of the book throughout the years, but I finally sat down and really read it. And I just <clears throat> felt really connected and kind of my whole demeanor, not just about hunting, but about my life and and how you you take in everything and how you observe people and how each person has their own stories and how they how they see the world and and so i just decided that i wanted to to go out and recreate this book um, a, a hunter's road and so that's you know the the 19 year journey to to where i am today is i am fortunate enough to own a business that I work 100% remotely and uh, so do my employee does as well and so you know I can I'm able to go out and, and do this trip and meet up with some uh, amazing people along the way so I'm currently in currently in Wyoming I started out in Buford Georgia I spent the last three and a half months um, building out my truck and I have a Yukon XL uh, that I pulled all of the back seats out of and the, and the seal and the headliner out of and just completely gutted it and then built it out to be able to live in it for the next four and a half months. Um, we'll see how that goes just because it's going to get cold quickly. It's already 45 degrees. <laughs> yeah. It's already 45 <laughs> degrees in Wyoming. But but I spent all that time in, in Georgia doing that, building out the truck and then uh, with the 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 goal and the ambition of doing this trip um, and when I set my mind to something I I really do it and so it all started as I was going to do this for fun 
and just write about the stories and, and have that and, and put that out into the world and you know, give people an escape. There's so much negativity in the world right now that, you know, when I can tell a story and allow people to escape that for just, you know, even if it's just for a moment, that, that gives me joy. And that was enough payment for me uh, was just you know, putting those stories out there and making other people happy. And then I, I reached out to Project Upland and um, a couple other brands. Uh, so Duck Camp Co. and Danner Boots uh, and, and, uh, and Chama Chairs and Hunt Ready Vests. And they have really helped out to bring this to life. Uh, it started out, I was just going to do it for four weeks and, and you know, maybe do it over a couple of seasons. I, you know, do the whole trip circumnavigating the, uh, the U.S. hunting, you know, maybe it's uh, a month here and a month there and, you know, it takes a couple of years. But, you know, with the support of those brands and, and some other people, I've been able to, to potentially do this for the entire hunting season and do it, do it just in one shot. Uh, and, and that's really exciting for me. So that's what I'm doing is I'm going to be traveling with my chocolate lab, Tucker. Uh, <laughs> yes. He and I are just going to be living in the Yukon XL for the next four and a half months, uh, traveling around uh, the U.S. And, and just hunting birds and experiencing, experiencing the U.S. And, and meeting amazing people, uh, people that I, I have never talked to. Uh, you know, or, or people I have only met merely on Instagram. Uh, and it's, I'm just so excited. I, I have been going through some things personally uh, and professionally where, you know, I, I haven't felt, call it happy in, in, in a few months, you know, with just everything that's going on. And, uh, and I'm finally, you know, hitting the road with all of the anticipation for this trip and I mean, you know, finally hitting the road and I'm just happy, you know, like I, there's, there's so much stress around it, but it just is, it just feels good, you know, to, to have some sort of purpose of, okay, this is what I'm doing. Like, let's, let's just do it. Let's go experience and, and give yourself kind of like the will of the road, if you will, like things are going to go bad, you know, things are going to happen. Like I guarantee, I guarantee I already have decided that I know that the truck is going to break down at some point and it's going to be in like a crazy place, but like, that's fine. I'll figure it out. Uh, but it's all just a part of the journey. That is also unbelievably rad to me. And I, and I know we don't really know each other well, <laughs> but yeah. the timing of everything you said for me is like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. People listening are probably like, Oh my gosh you know, whatever. But I, I seriously, the timing of a lot of things that you said, it just like gave me chills and kind of like this gut check because I can relate to so many things that you're saying. And I am so inspired by what you're doing. I, I think, I think that is completely badass. And I am, I'm pretty jacked up to see like your story unfold and and how that goes because I I've wanted to do something kind of similar not, not related to a book which that is just so cool but with my podcast taking that and uh, interviewing different outdoorsmen and their perspectives and making a road trip out of it and going there in person because this is awesome with you on the phone but there's something extra with the podcast when I've been able to you know do a hunt next to somebody or be with them in person and you know see their place see you know really get to know the human <laughs> behind everything that yeah. they're doing and that is so cool yeah and and you know i actually was just writing a so i'm doing it this idea of authenticity like this is not just like you just said is you know getting to actually know the person and and building that real relationship with them mm -hmm. uh and and seeing understanding their perspective um, from your perspective, I think that's like a, it, things can, can become distorted, but it's a right. really cool thing, right? And and this idea of authenticity is it, I I almost hate using that word because it because authenticity and the word genuine they've just become like this hipster buzzword, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, 
and I and I don't like and I hate that that it, it is that way and I wish I could find another word and if there is another word if any if you have another word or any of the listeners have another word to use I would love it um, but but I have found you know this it is and I was literally just writing this like kind of me this article that'll go out on medium is um, I'm I'm doing a, a talk for Denver startup week uh, on, the, on September 14th um, about why brands and why people should begin to be more authentic on social media and, and how being authentic there can lead to building real relationships at scale. And, and I have found that to be completely true with my own personal brand and with my, my individual clients uh, is you know, I, all this trip is really coming to life because of social media, not because of the like brand, you know, part of it obviously is like the brands wanting to have things published on, uh, on my, on my channels or on project up on channels, but it's actually the biggest piece of it is the amount, the people I'm meeting up with and the people that I've talked to and are really helping me throughout this trip are all people I or not all but a majority are from social media people that you know just reached out to I reached out to in a direct message uh, or you know that's how I got I got to become friends with the guys at Project Upland um, the guys and and the girls at Project Upland and and it in the the different writers there and the different hunters around the U.S. You know, it's such a great community. And that's what I really want to highlight is this community that's within the outdoor world and the upland community. Uh, it, it, you can do things on social media and it, it doesn't have to be all negativity there. So, you know, I know it's kind of a long tangent, but I just really see the benefit in that and being authentic and, and being able to make become real friends. Like, I, you know, I would consider you a friend now. And, and it's from social media, right? Like we yeah. met via Instagram and that's awesome. Like that's totally great. Yeah, I could not agree more, but there are quite a few people that I talk to on a regular basis through social media uh, that they're like, my, they're my people. Like they really are my people. They're in my corner and they celebrate when great things happen to me and they check in with me and they, you know, they want to see my podcast grow and it's genuine relationships. Like there's one guy, for example, <laughs> I don't, I don't even, you know, I've never met him for, and I went on a snow goose, uh, hunt and we both like making our own ties for fly fishing, like our own flies. Um, and he's, I'm sending him goose feathers and my turkey feathers and he's going to make me my own like he's making some flies for me because he's always wanted to make some out of snow goose feathers and I know that sounds so like goofy but I don't have a lot of friends like that in person <laughs> that would do something yeah. like that <laughs> no I I think it I think that's uh, I think it's amazing you know I the one guy for for instance I've never met him ever his name's Brad Stefani uh, he is, I could be completely butchering this of what he does, but, um, he's a wildlife biologist in Kansas and he ha has followed me on Instagram. He writes for project upland as well, but he, he just reached out to me and, and invited me to his, what he calls his living laboratory, um, where he has returned his farm to all native grasses with wild quail. Oh, that's um, cool. and and like just to go hunt with him and i've never met him i i don't i also don't post photos of myself really on instagram like i it's photos i take and i'm not taking photos of myself really and you know he doesn't even know he if i walked by him at the at a restaurant he would not know who i was but he was able to reach he reached out and, and just invited me and i think that's so amazing yes. um, you know how connected it is and, and you sending some some feathers uh, to to a guy that you've never met just to to tie some flies and and have like and then when you just think about it when you catch 
a, fl- a fish on that fly. Like you're going to think about him and you're going to send him that photo and he's going to be happy. And like, that'll probably make his day. Yeah. Oh, and it, know, I and, totally, and, it totally would. Yeah. Right. So it's like just that fact that you can make somebody's day from, from just one small thing. Like, I think that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I started when COVID first happened, like I hate, when podcasts go to like the current events and stuff but um, <laughs> like i was like oh it's like so dreary it's, like, it's so crazy. but when when covid first happened i was uh seeing you know everybody's going into isolation and there's so much negativity like there's still a lot of negativity obviously on social media um but there's just like so much negativity and uncertainty on on social and i thought that you know i had this this inkling or this feeling that I had to do something and so I created the sportsman's collective which was just a bunch of just hunting creatives outdoor creatives that we would share each other's content on a daily basis just to be able to put like a glimmer of hope or happiness in people's feet like you just want an escape you know and yes. and that's that's like merely like yes it's probably horrible to be an escapist and like I'm going on the road for four and a half months and during like one of the most tumultuous times in us history and like yeah i would be lying if i said it wasn't to like escape all of that like (laughs) like purely escapist right like i am just gonna go and not worry about that stuff uh, as much as i can obviously um and i'm not saying that everything is you know not needed like there's stuff that is needed there's some stuff that's not right but uh it's just like okay i just want to be happy man like i just want to go out and do my own thing i just want to be left alone um and if i can tell stories that can help people escape that aren't able to go out on a four and a half month road trip like that's right and like you being able to make a guy's day that's awesome as well yeah and i that reminds me the reason we connected on social media actually was my uh, episode 19 was with edgar castillo with Roger mm. Dumpland and he was, um, I have, I have thoroughly, this isn't just, you know, lip music. I have thoroughly enjoyed every human that I have had on my podcast and feel like a, a bond with them. Uh, and Edgar and I's interview, we've never met. Um, and you know who I'm not just you know who oh Edgar is, right? no I I know I love Edgar okay. I'm going on a hunt with him in Kansas okay I, I, sorry there's a, um, that's okay he is he is one of the most amazing humans in this world yeah truly and um, I, yeah sorry that's okay <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself um, but yeah, no. So yes, I do know Edgar. He's a, just a phenomenal human. Yeah. Um, planning on planning on some trips with him in uh, in Kansas this year, and he he's always just like he's. Uh, I'm interested to see what your interaction was like because mine was just I reached out to him on Instagram one day and, and we started talking and started like corresponding on a regular basis and, and helping each other out. Like he helped me get on with project upland uh, as a writer he's like fully has been my biggest cheerleader and he's so he's just such a great human i just cannot thank him enough honestly yeah i uh t- <laughs> yes uh our interview it was so um it was just a conversation and we connected on instagram and we would at the time when we connected on Instagram, I, I've had some weird that I need to share about probably on my podcast. So when I say this, people are like, what is she talking about? But my life last six months has been very different. And I've gone through a lot of different just mental, emotional things uh, in relationships and, and, and other in other areas. But at the time, I was upland hunting a lot. Um, I have two Britney Spaniels and we used to connect a lot on uh, upland hunting on Instagram. And then when my podcast happened, I, I really wanted him on as a guest and he, he was, he was wonderful. And I love all types of hunting. And I have recently uh, been snow goose hunting a few times and I'm actually working on writing some things about that uh, for project upland sister magazine 
uh, endless migration because of Edgar and it, it, he's just really motivated me and been in my corner about those things uh, even though life has been really hard and I haven't been in the mental space to focus on those areas he's been in my corner the whole time as I go through those things when and, yeah. and encourage me encouraging encouraging me when I am ready to share my story you know to share it and uh, yeah he's, he's amazing and and not like pressuring you there's I I'm a huge proponent I don't know if any if you've read this book or or believe in it but the, this idea of like the tribe of mentors where within everything you do you should find somebody that is an expert or it can be your mentor and walk you through things. And, and I would say like Edgar is like my writing, my writing mentor. Right. And he's not like some mentors that will just hound you every day and, and pressure you and make you feel bad. Like he just, like you said, like you're going, I've been going through things too, like personally, relationshiply, like pro, like relationships, professionally, everything. Um, but it's, he's like, sends you stuff. And then when you're ready, he's there for you. He's not going to call you and be like, Hey, did you write that yet? You know, he's just like, he's just like, yeah, I get it, man. There's stuff going on in your life. Like take care of that first. And, and then I'm here for you when you need me. Like I'm, I'm just here for you. Yeah. And it's amazing to hear that he's like that with you and it's become, you know, it sounds like your mentor as well. Like he's just such a wonderful human. I feel like we're just really pumping Edgar's yeah, we tires, are. <laughs> but, he, but he like, yeah. he really does at Hunts Birds on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> um, he is just like, just a great human. He's a wonderful human. Absolutely. But that, I mean, that's how I found you and then got, because I have found through Edgar quite a few people that I love to follow and love like their content and it is an escape for me uh that and that led me to you and then you know we connected on on a post about a really awesome post about your mom and I was just very excited to (laughs) hear your whole story and and build I don't have another word for it right now but I'm going to think about it an authentic relationship and um with this community it's just so fun and it is an escape but it's but it's it's amazing absolutely absolutely yeah no that that post about my mom definitely a a cool thing and and we were we just we had a good laugh over it like it was a very serious post obviously and like i i find to you know to be build authentic relationships just like be vulnerable um and kind of share personal things and um yeah i mean my mom has been such a huge support like support system through this whole trip like my dad is fully backing it just like like he thinks it's a great idea right like he's all supporting and then my mom as well like i cannot thank her enough just for you know she would go out there when i when everybody else thought i was crazy for ripping the back seats out of the car she would just like go sit and be like huh this is interesting but like awesome keep going adam like you got this and like yes mom you're amazing um you know and and she's just like she's such a an amazing woman i really can't thank her enough for just being such a great woman yeah yeah it was a great tribute and well i'll definitely add uh how people can find you in the notes of the podcast so hopefully they can see like what you wrote and yeah. to see your background it's it's a beautiful thing um yeah. well and we kind of went there and there's so many things i could go back to that we just said but how uh you know if you're gonna take life on the road what is relationship and career like right now what does that look like for you yeah well so career like let's go career first because okay. that's kind of like <laughs> a easy that's like the easy thing to do okay. um is uh is i have clients uh so i will be managing my clients and and taking on these brands that i'm working with and and i'm looking at them as clients not just like sponsors of the trip so uh, making sure that they get all the the right deliverables and it represents subliminal media uh, in the way that i want it to be represented uh, with all the, the quality of the content and the the types of stories that we're telling um, and so, so I bought a, you know, a, a 
why a cell phone booster be running a hotspot i within i built my car out with the in mind that i was going to be working from it and running a business out of it so with the the 4g booster running a hotspot and built like i have an office area uh within the within the car that i can sit at my desk and uh and be all set up i bought a goal zero battery with a solar panel like all of those things that you would need to have to make your truck a living office or a, you know a, a workable office uh, and so so yeah so that's that's the idea is that i'll just i've been working remote i've been running my business remotely and, and that just doesn't change i'll just be you know a little bit less available for my clients for last minute things um but you know i still will be very available for them um and just working from the road that's amazing um, how long have you had your own like your own business how long have you been working for yourself yeah yeah so that's a like a hard question to answer sure um just because i've if anybody that knows me will tell you that like i just have no chill like i've <laughs> never had any chill whatsoever i'm always just i'm doing something always and like there's always some project like some side project or some i the also another term i hate side hustle um but uh i have yeah just always kind of had one of those i would ever, people also say that I'm just like a chronic entrepreneur and all like I can't go three to four months without starting a new business like it's, just, <laughs> it's like habitual um and so that's like always super funny which I kind of will I'll like be a good segue into the other piece of the question but uh yeah I'd say that you know I in I so i didn't graduate college until I didn't start college till I was 21. Um, and then uh, I played a year of college hockey and then moved to Denver. Uh, I just quit college hockey. It, like just my body was too, too beat up uh, to continue to play. And so moved to Denver and then just got into this entrepreneurial mindset. I don't know what happened, but uh, I guess I've always had it, but I just really like doubled down on it. And so subliminal originally started out as this idea for the ski and snowboard industry which i'm still pretty involved in um but then i and i was working for a company at that time and then i graduated college and had continued with this subliminal business that was like within the it's essentially product placement um, and affiliate links and then i knew and then i got another job at a big corporation and was still doing subliminal on that side and then i got laid off um, due to a reduction in force from uh from altisource was the name of the company and then i just kind of doubled down on the marketing side of things and uh, shut down the subliminal the original subliminal idea and just transferred the llc to subliminal media and and so that was a year and a half ago, maybe two years. Um, so, so yeah, so I've just been self-employed and, and my dad, he's an entrepreneur. My mom's an entrepreneur as, as well. Um, they've always just said, live by your wits. And that's kind of just what I've been doing for the past two years is, you know, growing a business and, you know, having a plan, but being okay with not having a plan. Um, so yeah. A long answer is been self-employed for a long time, but I had employers during that time as sure. well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, you know, given current events and I think um, in the world that we live in with social media, obviously, <laughs> as an obvious thing, I think there's a lot of motivation for people to work for themselves and work remotely and have that flexibility with their life. I think the world is shifting that way and has already shifted that way. And it's, I just think it's interesting insight. And I think a lot of people out there, I hate the term side hustle as well. I have a lot of big goals and dreams and I kind of plan on doing all of them and they don't always all make sense together. But I, <laughs> I, I yeah. you know, I, I, to I totally relate to that. And I, I think it's, thanks for sharing. I think it's good insight yeah. for sure. So, and then, you know, we'll call it personally um, <laughs> how all of that is all of this stuff is managed is um, you know it's 
living in Denver for the past six years, five to six years, I don't actually know when I moved there. I couldn't tell you. It's been a while. Um, but I have always just I've been a guy that I'm always looking for that next thing or like, you know, moving about always, you know, I'm, you're when you're renting, you never really feel like you're at home or anything like that. Um, you know, and, and while I was in school, I felt like I belonged in Denver because that's, you know, I had a purpose. I was going to school there. Um, and then I have like, uh, I've been, th- I'm going to write something about this. So it's kind of like a good intro to the topic is like, I've loved and been loved by like a lot of wonderful women. Like I've been so fortunate, whether that's like romantically loved or like my mother or my sister um, or now my niece, right? Like, like I've been so fortunate to have that, but um, you know, I'm always like searching for like a feeling of home. Uh, I felt in the last couple, last year or so um, in, and feeling like, okay, where do I want to like hang my hat? Um, and, and I thought that I had found that, um, and that was why, I, you know, I went back to Georgia for COVID and then, you know, I met a girl and I thought I had found it. I was like, man, this is awesome. And then things just didn't work out and that, and it was totally fine. And, um, I'm still kind of reeling from that. And so, you know, whether it's finding a home to like a place to call home physically or like someone to call home. Um, you know, I've just been looking so hard and I maybe forcing it is the right word. Um, but I've kind of just decided that I need to take this trip as a, a learning experience of like being okay with placelessness and whether placelessness is, uh, you know, driving around the U.S. like physical placelessness, and you know, calling a new place home every night. You know, taking a I, I wrote about it, and it's like taking in a sunset at a different place every night. You know, and, and hanging your hat there for the night is that's a sense of placelessness, but also like placelessness and a sense of relationships. And you know, you don't really have that true that true person or that those, those people to call home, um, and, and being, and just becoming okay with that. And once I become okay with that, I think that maybe at that point I can then find a home, um, you know, being, being okay with not having a home, I think might be the, the right way to find a home. If any of that makes sense, I'm still messing around with all that idea in my head. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at personally is kind of just, I don't know, just figuring it out and and just experiencing it and, uh, kind of dealing with the loss of the relationship that I've been dealing with. It's been really hard. Um, but we'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah. I, I totally hear what you're saying and I, um, need to work on this myself, but I think, you know, surrendering to what is and and not forcing anything and understanding that, understanding and believing that it's all going to work out, I I do think uh, attracts, oh no, oh no, we lost him. Here we go. Hey. Hi. (laughs) Hey, I lost you. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't either. Just like disconnected. Just, yeah, it just went right away. Well, I, I think I, I do what I was saying. Um, the hippie mumbo jumbo that was coming out of my mouth was that I think <clears throat> truly like believing and accepting and surrendering and not forcing things to happen is truly when you, when you find when you find those things. Like you, I can't think. <laughs> straight right now <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's multiple examples you know in my life where I just am like hey you know what let it roll off it's gonna work out it's gonna be great and then not try to force it and then there it was you know what it was that mm-hmm. I was looking for or um, I definitely think there's I think there's a lot of truth to that 
but I'm going but, on a ramble now, so. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, like, <laughs> go for it. Like, it's, that's, it's just really a hard, you know, it's a hard thing to, to do to, and to become okay with that. Like, all right, well, let's just figure this out now. Um, you know, figure it out as it comes and, and just being okay with not having a, a sense of direction, if you will. Um, yeah. not having a, not having a place to call home is like, is a really hard thing. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of a, a very deep topic. But <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I would actually very, uh, I've mentioned this in previous podcasts before. I uh, have some ideas about this, but when it comes to relationships and relationships amongst, uh, outdoorsmen, <clears throat> I, I think it's an interesting topic, you know, my, myself growing up loving the outdoors and it's it's not just like my hobbies. Hunting is, to me, is really like who I am. Uh, it is like I identify with that. It is just a part of my life like through and through all year long, all the time. Um, and <clears throat> I think I always want to, as an outdoorsman, there's people who, you know, are have a partner who are not into hunting or fishing or whatever their outdoor activity is, um, and some that do it together, some that are, you know, both outdoorsmen, but they do things separately, and uh, f for me, you know, uh, it's one of the challenges and things I've faced is wanting a partner to do those things with, because I did so much of it solo for so long, even when I had a partner, uh, I would really do a lot of the things that I love on on my own and I realized that even though that was empowering I wanted someone who loved those things like I did right like that's a part of their life like it is a part of mine mm -hmm. and I don't know if that has <laughs> anything to do with what you're saying at all but I I very much want to get an interview with I'm putting the words out there I, I want to kind of do short little interviews with multiple couples, people that are single and not, and get their perspectives on that. Um, you know, road travelers, hunters, fishermen, people who are in the creative space with the outdoors and hear that, like, what does love look like for them? <laughs> you yeah. know, how do they make you it know, work? Yeah, you know, I, I've, like I said, I've been fortunate to like love and be loved by, by some tremendous women and, and I've experienced both ends of it where um, having a partner that was fully into the outdoors and like loved everything that I did. Um, and then the not, you know, then, then the not being interested in like what I'm doing in the outdoors. Um, and, and I think it's different for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, but, and so for me, it's, I think I'm finding that like, I love to be alone. Like I truly love to be alone. Like that's a really important thing for me. <laughs> Sure. Um, and so in, in being able to do things that I want to do and not have to worry about anybody else. <laughs> so it, it's more of that overlap of, you know, what I'm looking for, I guess, is what I find that I'm looking for is like somebody that's interested in it and like supports it, but doesn't have to be out there doing it, um, with me. And like, and, and that leads to like this relationship where everything is just easy right like you don't have to just try so hard uh, to make it work and they are just supportive I heard one time is like I have a daughter and I, I I don't have a daughter sorry a guy was talking about having a daughter and what he told his daughter he told her that He's like, don't date an upland hunter and don't date an entrepreneurial upland hunter. And I'm like, oh God, no, like no girl should ever date me ever. Um, but, but it's this idea of like, just be supportive and, and know that like, I can go for me, I can go out. I want to find a relationship that are like, I can go do what I want to do and, and know that like, when I come back, everything's still going to be okay. And like, and she was with, without me, she was fine as well. Like, just like these co and my parents relationship is that to a T, um, you know, like, it, like I 
obviously every relationship has their faults, but um, has their issues. But you know, my parents have like made this work where like my mom is, is interested in the outdoors. Like I was something I was really uh, hesitant on when I was coming on to this podcast is like asking about my mom and her like enjoy, love of the outdoors. Like my mom has been a doctor for the past 35 years and like hasn't had the opportunity to get outside. Um, and now she wants to get outside. She has interest in getting outside. She's about to retire. Um, she's not like a woman of the outdoors by any means. Um, like I love you, mom. And we call it, we, whenever she goes to do anything outdoors, it's like, we call her Nini extreme because she's like, <laughs> like it's all do stuff. Pretty funny. But I mean, like she is, she is very interested in it. Like she bought a whole fly fishing setup last weekend and was like out casting in her horse pasture, like practicing her casts and stuff. Um, but back to like the relationship side, it was like, my parents have like, my dad loves to hunt and my mom does like, has historically not had the bandwidth to do it or like wanted to go out with him and, and like, and that's okay. And like they, my dad is gonna mess up. Like he'll do stuff that's maybe not like complete cat. Like it's probably, it's not catastrophic by any means, but like, you know, got men make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And just knowing that, like, as long as you don't really mess up, like, really screw things up, like, you just want a relationship where it's easy. You know everything's going to be okay. You're going to have fights. But at the end of the day, like, it's not the end of a relationship or anything. And, like, what, when you're away, they're going to be okay. You don't have to feel guilty for being away. So that's kind of, you know, my perspective on that is, like, I just want somebody that things are easy with. And, and I can go do my thing and they can do theirs and 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 know that everything's going to be like secure and okay when you get back home yeah absolutely so, so yeah I totally agree yeah the the having somebody to go do stuff with is great don't get me wrong i've had that it was wonderful um but it is also just for me it's nice to go do things by myself or go do things with my friends yeah I think it, I, I think that's really well said. And I, I just, I, I always want the perspective because as a, you know, for this podcast, my, the whole point of this for me is even though I'm really, really into hunting, for example, my thought is that not everybody has to be extreme <laughs> into one thing or the mm -hmm. other. I think outdoors, outdoorsmen, um, woodsmen, anglers, men or women, different ages, backgrounds looks different. And I think there's this idea, you know, being from the Midwest myself, there's an idea of what a hunter and outdoorsman looks like. And it's really important to me uh, to show all sides of that <clears throat> so people can understand them from a deeper level, but understand it doesn't look the same. Uh, it doesn't look like, you know, uh, it doesn't look like a 50 to 60 year old white man only, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't yeah. look like only the men going out and providing for their family or enjoying the outdoors. It doesn't look like someone who's just rough and tough around the edges and doesn't like <laughs> human beings or isn't creative. I, I, want, I want people to understand that the outdoors is for everybody, whether that's a little bit or a lot, you know, and uh, what that can look like for them if it's something that they want. So I have a lot of respect for that because I, I by no means think that uh, an outdoorsman has to has to be extreme. It has to be like their whole life, right? That does, does not have mm -hmm. to look like that at all. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a that's a great perspective on it as well as you know. And, and you know, back to the trip, like that's what I want to. That's what I my goal is to tell those stories of all those different types of hunters, like the diverse group of hunters, whether it's diverse in gender diverse in race or diverse in level of hunting abilities or experience you know like that's mm -hmm. really what i want to tell those stories of how they're all experiencing it um and and the joy that like, if you're out there hunting and you enjoy it like i bet there's a common theme of that enjoyment um and that you don't have to be one thing to to really enjoy it and love it and get something out of it and and as as a hunter and i believe a lot like you said the the just your outdoorsman like this idea of the outdoorsman is like this rough and tumble man or whatever but 
at least upland hunters and fly fishermen i we're uh, we're quite introspective of humans like we think pretty deeply into things um and so you know seeing how they think about everything is really interesting to me as well so i think you're you're on the right track i think this is a great podcast i think that you're going to do some wonderful things with this i'm excited to see where your journey leads you no i appreciate that thank you i uh i enjoy it thoroughly and every time that i've maybe taken a couple weeks away from it uh, I, I, I feel myself getting down and then there's this kind of this like rebuild of this energy to get back in the flow of things. And as soon as I do, as soon as I talk to that next person, I'm all sorts of just, my wheels are turning, creative juices flowing. I'm super pumped up about life. <laughs> yeah. Every time I talk to somebody, it's, it's like a real, I, it's like, I forget, um, you know, when you were talking about just happiness and finding happiness and sometimes I don't know how it happens but you just get away from it and then you know like the podcast the people the people that I have on this podcast and their stories and their ideas that makes me happy it genuinely makes me truly happy and um so I I hear you when you say those things and and I'm curious like what what do you think that looks like through this trip you know finding finding happiness like what what makes you happy what what through all of this is the stuff that makes you like truly happy uh you know that's what I'm looking for like I don't know what it is right like that's yeah. that's the goal of the trip is to find it and you know I can say that I know what is going to make me happy is seeing my dog work a field and 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 like cuddling up with Tucker at night, you know, in the truck, uh, where we haven't seen another human being for days on end, you know, like I, that, that makes me happy and gets me, gets me excited for the road. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I can't give really give you an answer of what does happiness look like because, because mm -hmm. obviously I don't know what it is <laughs> uh, at this point, but I, when I find out, I'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, um, I think, I don't have the right words, but I do know that I do a lot of things that make me happy, right? Like temporarily happy, like, mm -hmm. like, like different trips and different hunting and fishing experiences. And, um, I, I think that, uh, you know, the escape part that we talked about earlier is those are like healthy escapes in my mind, right? Those are, those are great ways to um relieve stress and enjoy life and and find those things that make you happy but then when those things stop you know when when the hunt's mm -hmm. over or the road trip's over you know what is it that's still keeping you in that in that good in that good place right because it's yeah. it's not i know this uh and i'm still finding it too i know that a trip is not what happiness is right but it can definitely enlighten you <laughs> and mm -hmm. give you some good ideas so i'm I'm excited to see what that is for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And, and just finding a level of fulfillment, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, maybe that's what happiness looks like. And I don't know what I guess will fulfill me, but you know, it's finding fulfillment. It sounds like the podcast brings you fulfillment. And so it's this idea of, you know, working for a life that allows you to be fulfilled. And for me right now, like that's, that's hunting. That's this trip is hopefully going to bring me some fulfillment and, and maybe, in six months from now it's completely different but you know right now i'm just kind of chasing that fulfillment yeah where uh where are you we all are. yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> um, all are yeah yeah so i can give you the outline of september and okay. then it's all open from there honestly um it is i'm currently in casper wyoming and we're going to go uh towards gillette tomorrow to hit opening day of uh, sharp tail and then uh, spend a couple days out there uh, maybe come back to casper in three or four days um, kind of reassess where we're at uh, maybe go get some doves and uh, and maybe some blue grouse around casper and then uh, go back down to 
uh, Denver and teach that uh, thing for Denver Startup Week, uh, and then to Kremlin, Colorado, uh, to uh, do blue grouse hunting, uh, and then uh, to back up to Wyoming to do a sage grouse hunt with um, a bunch of amazing guys, um, and then to Superior, Montana for uh, my, one of my best friends that I've known since I was two years old, uh, his bachelor party, which is like, we, we've all been very crazy guys. Like I have historically been a quite outrageous human um, and had like my fair share of wild nights. And so like, and so as my friend and like everybody else. And so we just decided like, we don't need any, like we, I don't need any more wild nights in my life. And so we're just going to go to superior Montana and, we got a little cabin up there and we're just going to fish and fly fish and hunt for a couple of days. Um, and then they'll go home. And then, uh, I know that October 10th, I'm meeting my parents in Miles city, Montana. And like, that's, that's currently my outline of my trip. I have no idea anything else. Other than that. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun though. I, I, I think, I think the rest of it will uh, buff out for sure. <laughs> I think that's yeah. amazing. And is Absolutely. your kind of geographic, uh, like your decision making, d did some of that come from the book too, Ben? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So yeah. a lot of it has. Um, so yeah, I'm loosely, loosely retracing his steps, um, you know, all the stops that he made. Uh, and there is a, a large, a, a portion of the book is, is in the Northeast, um, Vermont and Maine. And I would be emailed back and forth with Jim and it, it seems as if like he didn't hunt in Kansas at all. And in the time that he wrote the book, Kansas was not really a, a hub for upland hunting. Um, like they're having some bad population. And so then he went to the Northeast cause they were having good populations up there. And so, um, you know, that, that, is currently in my mind of I might not make it all the way to the Northeast um, just because the populations have changed. But yeah, the idea is to, to loosely retrace uh, Jim Ferguson's steps and, and a hunter's road. Yeah. So cool. So cool. And then fill in some gaps, maybe sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fill in, fill in some gaps and, and just tell the, tell stories of, you know, the hunts and the people that I meet up with. Um, and, and have some, you know, reflections of what it, what life is like on the road and, uh, you know, things that I've, lessons I've learned, you know, that's, yeah. that's kind of it. Yeah. I keep dabbling with you. I have gotten so close so many times and I don't know what my hesitation is, but I, I have a Toyota Tacoma. So I've been thinking about getting, um, like the, like a, like a tent for the top of my truck. Um, mm -hmm and doing kind of like a build out underneath so I can have like my dogs underneath of that and mm -hmm. do a small, I was thinking more of a month road trip for myself, uh, but I, I am just like, I, I, un, unfortunately I can be very impulsive. So I feel my impulses like raging right now with wanting to just mm -hmm. buy that tent and get that set up and hit the road talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to tell you that, yeah. but I'm probably, I'm probably biased and a bad, uh, uh, a bad influence in that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I really love what your, uh, parents said about live by your wits. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to use that <laughs> with my decision. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always. I, my dad hates tattoos and I think I'm going to get that tattooed on my way. I have a bunch of random thigh tattoos and I'm just going to probably get live by your wits on my thigh just to like <laughs> kind of piss him off. But also cause it's like a great motto. Yeah, it is a great motto. <laughs> Absolutely is. I love it. Uh, how, how is road travel so far? Any challenges you didn't anticipate yet or? Uh, nothing major. Um, I, my windshield wiper, one of my windshield wipers stopped working. So I've got to figure that out. Um, I thought I had a leak in my roof, but I just had the, uh, had the, uh, what is it? The sunroof was like barely cracked and I didn't know it. And so <laughs> like, I was driving through Laura, like driving through the hurricane and just like torrential downpour and like 
just felt like a drip, drip, drip on my back and my shoulder. And I was like, oh, shit, like, look behind. And then she was like coming down out of the roof. And then I realized that the sunroof was open. So I just, for a second, I thought that I had a leaky roof, but I don't. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, so far, so good. Not so bad. Yeah. And not so bad. Yeah. But I'm sure it'll get worse. <laughs> but was... it'll be good. It'll be a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I... I'll definitely, um, you know, make sure people can like follow follow you along because I'd be curious. Uh, I think road travel sounds so. It sounds very exciting and beautiful and just freeing. And I know there are just challenges. I listen to a lot of podcasts about solo road travel because it's just constantly on my mind, and I mm -hmm. just always am hearing things of things you don't think about or anticipate or plan for. And I, you know. I, I'm curious how that goes for you. But how's how's Tucker with all of this so far? Is he? He's like, he's just the ultimate road dog. He's a seven year old chocolate lab. And like, everybody's like, oh, well, he's just gotten old. Like, that's why he's so chill. And <laughs> true, like, truly, he's just always been just the ultimate chiller. Um, he just, he just sleeps the whole time. And then he'll get like, we get out of the car and then he's like ready to rock. Like, he's ready to hunt. Well, he like historically has been. Obviously, we'll see if he is again this year. I don't know, another year older, but uh, yeah, he's just really, he's just chill. He's just such a good road companion. Like he's for everything that's gone wrong in the world over the last seven years, like within my life or not according to plan. Like he's always just been there. Like he's just yeah. my best friend. He's such a good guy. Like I, everybody's always like, man, your dog. Like he's like, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a great friend, and everybody's like, "What? Well, you're weird. Why are you calling me?" Like, he is, man. Just hangs out. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. But yeah, he's not like a super. I I said this on the last podcast interview I did. I was like, he's by no means is Tucker a, like a phenomenal hunting dog. Like he's serviceable at best. Like he finds, <laughs> like he find he'll find birds for you, and then like he might not retrieve them to hand. You know, like, and, yeah. and that's okay. Like, that was my fault. I messed up on the training, and but he's uh, just a great companion, and and he's serviceable. You know, I heard somebody the other day was like, you know, I don't need the dog that's going to find, if there's 30 birds in the field and he only finds 20, he's like, that's fine with me because I didn't know there were 30 birds. Like, I don't care. Just as long as like, if I can get a dog that has a good companion and finds me some birds, it's like, I'll never know the birds weren't there. Yeah. And so, and, and that rings so true to me. I'm like, Tucker's just a good guy. He's a good guy. I mean, he <laughs> likes to hunt with me. <laughs> That's perfect. I, I, especially, uh, cause just being around all different types of hunters and stuff there is like do dogs is a whole nother subject right like I could do so mm -hmm. many episodes on just different like hunting dogs and how they perform and your connection with them I I've recently gotten into coon hunting the last year so um I have a, a hound that I'm working with for coon hunting and it, it could not be it could not be more different than working with a bird dog. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. <laughs> just, I can't even imagine. <laughs> it's uh, it's totally different, and the and the um, the culture around it, right? And like how your dog needs to perform, and um, yeah, it, it's just it's interesting. It, it's but any working dog, like working with a dog, even if they are just your average happy <laughs> pup to get out in the in the field like there is nothing like working alongside or behind or behind your dog I, to me mm -hmm. it's just the best thing absolutely i completely agree it's you know growing up we trained hunting dogs um on our property and stuff and it's it, it's always just been amazing to see the dogs work and, and see what they're born to do you know and and, and that the progression of of how how phenomenal they can get over the years um, with just a little bit of practice. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else, any parting, any parting words or mm -hmm. anything on your heart you want to share? You know, not really. I, I think everybody has, you know, maybe I know that I'm extremely fortunate and I want to thank you for, you know, that just having me on the podcast, you know, that is just so, so much support. 
and and I appreciate anybody and everybody that is like going out and showing some sort of support for this crazy idea that I'm bringing to life. Like I understand how crazy it is, um, but you know, you don't have to go do a wild trip in order to get outside. Um, you know, just if if getting outside is what you want to do, you know, make that make that a priority and 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 find some sort of fulfillment in life. Like that's, that's what life is about. We shouldn't be unhappy all of the time. Um, and there are just like some really great things to be celebrated about life as much as there's horrible things. There's so many great things. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say. Um, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like a really, really awesome experience uh, to be outside and be able to have that benefit. Yeah. Well, I think that your story is going to impact a lot of a lot of people. And um, I'm, I'm honored to share it because I, I just think it's I think it's fascinating and, and intriguing and exciting. And I am I am so happy that you said yes to <laughs> the interview. So thank you so much for your time and, um, you know, just being just supportive of of me and what I'm doing as well. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, and I look forward to meeting up with you later on in the season. Yeah, same. Well, and, uh, yeah, and yeah, I'm... And, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Go. Sorry, sorry, yeah. No, and, yeah, if anybody wants to, to follow along, and you know, actually you'll probably be the first person I tell this, um, uh, planning on starting a podcast um, called Live the Uplands, um, and it will be kind of talking about the different my different – experiences throughout the trip um and comparing it contrasting to that of gyms um on a hunter's road uh, and then uh, yeah and then just on social media it's pretty much where you can find me awesome no i love that i think that'll be great i think you know putting this out there i think there is room for everyone and i think that if someone is really motivated and excited to share like a perspective or their stories or just want to like <laughs> talk to really cool people i think starting a podcast is a great idea and i think mm -hmm. that especially with what you're doing um i think that's a beautiful thing well thank you i appreciate it yeah well thank you again for your time and i will share your information in the notes so everybody listening can follow along with your journey and uh I, I'm, I hope that we can connect, keep, you know, stay connected and connect again and um, maybe on another podcast or, you know, eventually in person. So best of luck awesome. to you and Tucker. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank and you. Ha have a great start to your season. I will. Thank you so much. Right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. Please give Adam a follow. He is incredible. And I am so grateful to have had him on the show and hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Please leave us a review, reach out with questions or ideas, collaboration. I love hearing from you. Thank you so much. Until next time.